Everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast. If you are someone who has been on a constant roller coaster of losing weight, gaining it back, and the amount of frustration that comes with finding reliable health advice, this is the podcast for you. We are health and mindset specialists that want to coach you so fucking well that we not only help you achieve the physical results you're after, but help improve your relationship with your food, your body, and yourself from a mental and emotional standpoint so that we can become completely redundant to you. Yes, you heard that right. We coach our clients to make us redundant. Thank you so much for listening in. Your support means the absolute world to us. Without further delay, let's jump into your episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Everybody, welcome back to Inside the Genie's Lamp. Of course, it's Travis, it's your boy, it's T-Money, it's T-Swizzle. And then off to my to my right, I have Laura. <laughs> Not <the> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, this is going to be Vera, very Laura-led. There we go, very Laura-led. So, I have an idea in terms of what we're going to be talking about, but Laura, I want you to just take it away. I'm going to throw you under the bus. Go for it. Yeah. Do the thing. Let's see what comes out of my mouth. Um, so, <laughs> so I didn't really have like, I sort of have a loose topic of what, what I want to discuss, but it's more of a just open conversation about what's happened to me over the last month, because I feel like I've had quite a lot of change and it's been quite drastic and kind of cool to talk about so I'd love to share it with our listeners um so about a month ago I went to an event uh run by Joe Dispenza so if you don't know who he is I highly recommend giving him a google search because he is an awesome human being and changing a lot of people's lives he's a neuroscientist who works with changing your thought patterns in order to change your reality and backing this up with a lot of scientific evidence to show how powerful changing your thoughts can be in your life. And so I read one of his books a couple of years ago called Becoming Supernatural and just captivated me, but I didn't do much with that information. Now, when I heard that he was coming to Melbourne, I was so excited because I think he's just an awesome person and doing amazing things. So I booked my ticket with a couple of friends and we ended up going and the whole event was just discussing the main concept behind what he's doing in order to help people heal from uh, diseases, from cancer to blindness and stuff, literally through changing your energy within your body, but energy through your thought patterns, your choices, your behaviors, your emotions, and going from a negatively led life based on past experiences and past traumas to changing that in order to be able to um, adapt what's going on in your body and how your body processes and functions um, yeah through basically adapting your mind and going to more positive behaviors choices emotions thoughts etc so I went to this event and it was amazing one of those experiences where just the collective room just didn't <laughs> everyone was kind of in the same mindset so I think that really helped when we did a couple of meditations throughout the day and the first meditation was about I'd say about 20 minutes long and the second meditation at the end of the day was a full hour now I'm coming from a background of every now and again I've meditated I think when people meet me they and they get to know me they're probably like oh yeah she seems like a, a meditator because I talk <laughs> about you know mindful movement and stuff but 
I really struggled to meditate more than five minutes. I would just Mm. get so distracted, thoughts everywhere. Like, I guess you could describe it as like ADHD brain, but I think (laughs) a lot of people go through that trying to calm your thoughts. So it's not ever been something that I felt ready to pursue, but I felt like it was somewhere along my life journey that I would probably pick it up, but I just didn't know when, when when I would be ready. Um, kind of the same with my flexibility journey because I always wanted to be flexible but I was never quite ready for it whereas yeah it suddenly just happens just naturally anyway so we did the meditation and it was an hour long and it was awesome and felt like about half an hour it felt like a 30 minute meditation and then when I looked at the clock when our friend when my friends looked at the clocks we were like whoa we've been sitting there for an hour um it's like nearly 6 p.m we're like whoa that was intense that was crazy and it was a very effective meditation especially with the fact that he was doing it live and everyone the entire room was just packed it was in the convention center and no seat was free like every every seat was taken so it was a very busy room um yeah but yeah since that day literally i have done minimum an hour meditation a day so for a month now I have been doing one to two hours of meditating a day I have somehow found the time I have committed myself to doing this um, for the foreseeable future in order to see if I can adapt my outlook on life and be able to heal myself from the inside out so I have a number of things going on in my body like I had the SVT diagnosis, so the heart condition, um, I have rosacea on my face, all of these things, like I've had to adapt a lot of things in my life in order to try and heal myself. And I want to do it naturally. I don't want to go on medication. I don't want to have surgery. And he, the day was just so inspiring that I could do this myself. I was like, fuck, imagine if I could actually do this by changing my perspective on, of my life. So not only did I start meditating one to two hours a day, I also bought his book and I bought his online course. I am someone who gets very obsessed very quickly. And obviously I've gone all out with this. <laughs> but um, even when I went on holiday, so I went away for a week with my boyfriend and his parents on a boat. And I would set my alarm before everyone else decided to get up. And for some reason this holiday, everyone wanted to get up at 6 a.m. So I set my (laughs) alarm for 5.30 a.m. every day to get up and do my first meditation and then do my last one, my evening one, when everyone went to bed. Um, I didn't miss one day. And since then, yeah, I feel like I am reaping the benefits from it, which is really cool. cool. (laughs) That's good. Why did you yeah. want to start meditating? Like you said that you felt like meditation was somewhere in the cards for you, but you weren't sure. Weren't sure. Weren't sure. When <laughs> what it was accent is that? <laughs> Don't even know. <laughs> but you weren't sure when it was going to happen. But obviously, mm. there's been something that is just like, okay, well, now is the meditation. Now is where it becomes a part of my life. Yeah, I feel like. I am someone, or let me change my language because I'm trying to do this in my life and not, I, I'm trying to become, um, have a limitless outlook on myself 
and my life rather than a very limited outlook based on my past. So I come from a very anxious background and having a lot of mental health issues and stuff. So everyone speaks about how amazing meditation is or the people who have done it themselves. A lot of people really struggle with it. And I was one of those people that's really struggled with it, but I knew that there were benefits in it. It's just, it requires practice. And I just didn't have the time in my life or want to see it as a priority. I wanted to prioritize everything else, like my job, spending time with people, um, doing my training and stuff. And I was like, I already dedicate so much time to self-care with my flexibility work, with my training, with my um, dietary requirements. I was like, adding something else into my day, it just seems like such an effort. But not only did I was I aware of the benefits of meditation? My mum ran a local sangha group. Um, so a meditation group. Oh. I think it's like a meditation group. <laughs> this is how we're going to make some sangas. That's what, that's what she always says to me. She's just like, she's going to the sangha group. And I was just like, okay. I didn't think twice about it because I knew what they were doing. I love ham and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't call it that in a, in the UK. That's definitely an Australian thing, I think. You call, what, do you, what do you call I've it? I've never a, heard of it. A, a, no, like the sandwich thing. What is it? Sanger. Yeah, a sanger. That's just so Australian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we have even if it's the same amount of syllables we're gonna shorten the word <laughs> of course that is such yeah. an Aussie thing to do um, exactly <laughs> so yeah we so she she has done a lot of meditation um and she has reaped the benefits she's had a very tough life herself a very tough childhood and her meditation is has been amazing an amazing part in her life and has helped her a lot. And I really wanted to follow in her footsteps. Like I really admire my mum for how much she's overcome and has just grown in her life. Even like since I was a kid, like she's in, she's turning 70 this year and she's just in the last 25 years, she's just been amazing in terms of like, changing her mindset on things and I just really admire that so it was something that I knew I was going to get into I knew the power of it and I wanted to explore it because I'm so passionate about being able to look after yourself naturally using your own body resources and being able to tap into your own consciousness more is something that I just find fascinating and if I didn't try it for myself it would be something like, I just, I don't really practice what I preach. I don't feel like how I can really mm. talk about it unless I've experimented with myself. So yeah, that's why I knew that it was going to be a part of my life, but I just wasn't ready. Like I just wasn't ready to commit the time. But then at the event, Joe Dispenza was saying how like, in order to create change, you can blame the way that you are on your past experiences, on different people, on other things. But at the end of the day, it's you that needs to change. You're the one who needs needs to take action. There's only so long that you can make excuses for yourself. Now, okay, granted, the stuff that's happening to me is like physical things, like with my heart, with my skin and all these things. But I'm... I'm blame. I 
feel like I was actually unconsciously blaming other things for it and without realizing it feeling sorry for myself and you you know what I don't I don't want to spiral into more things happening to me and just being like oh well that's me I just have autoimmune issues I you know this is just part of me this is part of my identity I didn't want to be like that so I was like you know what this is it this is going to be my priority the fact that people have cured themselves from blindness doing meditation I was like come on this would be such a cool experiment (laughs) to do like imagine if I could heal my skin heal my heart through this I was just like fuck it I'm just gonna do it yeah that's awesome yeah yeah that was so (laughs) eloquently put I do not have that elegance for me it was just like really I just thought I just rambled on (laughs) no that was (laughs) I mean you can elegantly ramble that's a thing (laughs) (laughs) I'm known for it but that was that was put in such a way that for me it's just like too too long didn't read that I would be like well the victim mindset of just like I can't do these things because of this 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 my default response is well that fucking sucks you're Mm going to be like that forever then Mm -hmm. and then just let the person sit in it (laughs) are you uncomfortable good do something about it oh but I can't because of this 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 like cool so what can you do then Mm -hmm. and for me it's just so short to just be like oh like just I think it can't like I know exactly where it comes from but I'm just one of those people that now I'm super empathetic but previously and then also when I hit my fucking limit it's very just like just shut up just stop complaining just do something about it do you want to keep complaining for the rest of your life or you're actually going to do something about it and even if you do try and you don't get to where you want to go on the first try what's the alternative what's the worst case of you continuing to try to improve your health or get out of the situation that you're in exactly exactly and yeah i yeah. just couldn't be fuck sitting in that situation so i was like well i have all the reasons to not be where i am today i couldn't be fucked just sitting in my room and being like i have depression and i have this and i have that so therefore i can't do it yeah and i was like well is it has to be better than this <laughs> there's yeah. got to be something better but it's interesting because i never looked at myself as that person like since i started getting weird things happening to my body and stuff i was always like on this pursuit to figuring out what was going on like i go down massive rabbit holes with my health and i'm so eager to heal myself naturally like i've realized that through having, through speaking to a lot of experts, quote unquote, and them not being able to help me, that I am the only person that I can trust with my health. Mm. I can't trust anyone else because no one else is as passionate about my body as me. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I see like natural health doctors and GPs and stuff. And of course they like give me the time of day and help me where they can and stuff. But at the end of the day, like, they're seeing someone else in 15 minutes and then they're going to dedicate that time to them. Like they're not going to be able to know me through and through and be able to hold my hand throughout my life in order to make sure that I'm going to be okay. And Mm. so I've always had this pursuit to be able to heal myself naturally and to look after myself and be as feel as optimal as I can. So I found it really I never thought of myself as me treating myself as the victim, but then I realized that I was 
creating an identity for myself based around these things that had happened to me, the, the allergies, the, um, I don't know, the food disorders that I've had, the mental health issues, like, oh, that's Laura, Laura, the anxious person who has weird things happen to her body and like has these diagnoses that has to work around it. And I was like, I don't want to be identified as that. I don't want to be identified for being kind and funny and like, you know, being mm. an awesome person to be around and having a good aura and all these things. And I was like, fuck, I need to yeah. change this. Like, this is not what I want to be. Like when I'm speaking to my friends, I'm going to a friend's wedding uh, later this year and I'm super excited for it. Like I'm going back home to the UK and seeing all of my friends. And then I, <laughs> It, in the invitation, it asks for your dietary requirements. And I was like, oh, <laughs> boom, 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 like, boom, 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 boom. Oh, no, I'm going to be that really, like that one awkward person who can't eat anything. And You'll I be that said, person that's like, excuse me, you're missing 15 boxes on this RSCB. <laughs> oh, God. So I I wrote on the on the invitation, I said, just gluten, dairy, and nuts. I, I need to avoid those. But really, I can't eat any fats at the moment because if I eat fats, I get heart palpitations. I get really bad skin. It's just, I get chest pain, all of these things. So I was just like, wow, I'm so awkward. And obviously, <laughs> I don't want to see myself as an awkward person. And I know I'm not awkward. And it is what it is. Like, I have to deal with it at the moment. But I was just like, I don't want to identify as that. I'm so done with identifying as that. I appreciate where I am at right now. And this is the step that I have to take to keep myself healthy. So I'm happy to do that. But at the same time, like, I don't want to live this life forever. Like, I am a very chilled out. I'm I've suffered from anxiety, so maybe I'm not that chilled, but I am very like <laughs> outgoing and laid back when I'm with people, like just go with the flow, like easy going. Yeah. And then this list of dietary requirements in order to make sure that my health is okay, is just growing. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm done with this. And then that's when I realized at the event when he was saying like, it's you, like you're the one who needs to make a change. You need to change the way that you're perceiving your life and your identity and change your beliefs and change your thought patterns. And I was thinking about my thoughts and I was just like, wow, I am led through fear. I don't trust myself or my body. I am not feeling very grateful for my body right now. And then the list started growing and I was like, wow, I don't like my thoughts. I, you have a lot of thoughts. And like he was saying, you have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day going through your mind. And a lot of the time, those thoughts are exactly the same throughout your day. They just repeat. And my ones were repeating as very negative ones. And I was like, fuck, if that's going around my head constantly, like, no wonder my body's like eating away at itself. It's not got mm. much like gratefulness to fuel off to keep me going in my life so I was just like right I'm gonna meditate the shit out of of this and I was just like <laughs> yeah I'm done with this and this is why I'm so like I'm setting my alarm half an hour earlier every single day to get my meditation done I am setting aside time outside of my Netflix time in the evening after dinner to <laughs> to just do my meditation I'm like you know what I'm either going to be staring at a screen 
just <laughs> taking in stupid information because I love my reality TV. So I'm either going to be taking my time out to watch Love is Blind or I'm going to be <laughs> meditating for half an hour and actually improving my health and improving my mind and improving my, you know, just yep. me in general. And I was like, that's so much more important. So that's what I've been doing. And mm. yeah, I don't even know where, where that started, but that's yeah. fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter where it starts. <laughs> that is how it goes. Yes. I'll tell you how many podcasts I've gone to record and I'm like, I want to talk about anxiety today. And then it goes the complete opposite direction to be like, and this is why Hot Wheels were the best car in the world. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I was like, this is going to be an open conversation because God knows where it'll lead to. <laughs> yeah. People listening, they know us by now. But yeah, it's interesting for the meditation. I've always been like, that's cool. Like, I'd like to be someone who meditates. And I know already from the language that I'm using, I would like to be someone who meditates means that I'm not identifying as someone who meditates. Could, I'm saying, meditate, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I could meditate. Theoretically, all of the reasons that I could use to not meditate, like, oh, I don't have the time. I get too distracted. It's this and that. It's like, I don't have them. I say them because I don't want to meditate because right now I just can't be bothered. Because the very first time that I had to do like, affirmations meditation it was all bundled into this massive like you have to do all of these things it was a part of my very first business coaching program i started that when i had heaps of mental health issues and i was like well this is just the first step that i have to do to do these things and because i'm such a tick the box type of person and structured and it has to be this and that and everything when i started the meditation and it was such a like you have to say these affirmations. And I was like, but they sound shit. And it was like, <laughs> I am I am an absolute boss at selling this and doing this. I am a champion of this and this. And I was like, I sound like a douche. I was like, I don't <laughs> want to say that because I'm just going to be affirming that I sound like a douche. And doing all of that stuff for the affirmation side of things, I was like, I don't really see the point in doing this because it doesn't feel like it's me. And then doing the meditations, it was like, I could be ticking so many more boxes from a procedural standpoint to be like, here's the strategy for what I need to do. And here is the logical side of things that I need to do. That just outweighed the emotional side of it, of trying to meditate. So now every time when I go to meditate, I'm weighing up, well, could I do this or could I do this? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, eh, I can't be bothered meditating. Yeah. And I totally get it. Like, I felt like that too. I felt like that too. But I do different types of meditations. So my I have a morning and an evening one. So they're about half an hour Playing long poetry. each. <laughs> <laughs> <Yelling. And> <laughs> so the morning one is about um, how I, like, how I want to behave and think and feel like what do I want to go into that day and at the moment for me it's focusing on being fearless trusting myself and being grateful so by the end of that meditation I want to feel amazing like I want to I've started waking up my from my meditation with a big smile on my face which is really strange and like I get up and Doug is like lying next to me and I'm like Dougie! <laughs> Yay to life! <laughs> and he's just like, oh god, here we go. <laughs> he's like, Shut up, let me <laughs> Yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm so not into this. And I'm like, I'm so loving this. Um, <laughs> well, and, then, <laughs> and then in the evening, you go over the day and see where your thoughts might have um might have like 
uh, tapered off not focusing so much on like how grateful you are for your life and how much you love life and stuff. And then you just work through it. But the other meditation that I do, which is about an hour long is not focused so much on analyzing yourself. And this is my preferred one. It's actually focusing on feeling your energy and like feeling rather than thinking. So trying to take the thoughts out of your brain. Now I really struggle struggled I'm getting better at it because it takes practice just like anything struggle to stop my thoughts from spiraling and when I restarted work on Monday after going on holiday there were so many more thoughts in my head because you know two minutes in I'm like oh shit I gotta do this like oh I forgot to message this person oh this oh that but with practice you can eventually let that all slide and you can just focus on your body and so I'm trying to heal my body so I'm trying to put focus on certain areas in my body and just trying to bring gratefulness and love to the area. And I feel like that is so effective. After an hour, I wake up and I literally, I'm like, wow, that was really cool. And I've been finding that I've been like staring at my skin. It's really weird. Like I stare at my skin. I'm like, oh, my hands are really soft. I'm like, wow. Wow, like the human body is so cool. Like, it's really strange. It's yeah. <laughs> probably sound like such a freak. You <laughs> <laughs> but it's strange because, like, especially like a week after the event where I was meditating twice, twice, three times a day, I generally felt like I'd popped a pill, like I'd taken some MD <laughs> or something. I'm not going to lie. I felt so <laughs> elated. Like, I was almost skipping down the street with a giant smile on my face. And I remember, like, a builder as I was walking past was like looking at me weirdly because I was like, hey, life. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, but, <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so like there are different ways of doing the meditation. Oh, that's my camera just gone. Yeah, your camera just went. <laughs> oh, here I am. And you're back. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. Intermission, everyone. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Um, so yeah, there are different types of meditations and the ones that require like more analyzing and more thinking I don't know if I am the biggest fan of them. I'm still doing them because I feel like they're beneficial and it's good to like analyze through your day because I am noticing myself during the day. I'm actually, I'll think something and be like, no, Laura. Like for instance, someone walks past and they're wearing, a, I don't know, a weird jumper and you're like, that looks weird. <laughs> but rather like now I'll start that thought and then be like, oh, hang on a second. Just because... I it's not to my liking it's to their liking who's who's to say that that's a bad t-shirt just because I don't like it so like my thought process is completely changing from analyzing the way that I'm thinking and behaving and stuff which is awesome but like mm. I said I prefer the ones where you're focusing on trying not to think as much and just feel that's where I feel like I'm getting the most benefit yeah yeah that's good mm. it's so weird when you said about the jumper and then you were like that's weird. And then like, well, just because I don't like it, they might like it and this and that. It's for me, I've always just been like, that's weird. That's awesome. I don't know why, but since probably like 22, 23, like when I started to roughly get my shit together. Um, and I, I know that's like very young to get your shit together. But then at the same point, <laughs> I was like, I had no choice to get my shit together. So for that and from then when things started to become a bit structured even if something was even if something was something that i didn't like i still found joy in it because i was like that's hilarious 
Like, that's awesome. And it's like ugly Christmas sweaters. People are like, oh, they're disgusting and this and that. And I'm like, I love them. And then mm -hmm. the more random and stupid and insane that it is, I'm like, that's awesome. I'd never buy it. I'd never wear it. But that is awesome. And that's I don't good. know why, but it's just like I don't think about it as a, um, I mean, whatever the subconscious is, but I don't think about it as pretty much anything being negative. Like obviously stuff is going to happen to me or for me or however you want to look at it to be like, oh, that's shit. But then at the same time, I have like two minutes of a little tanty and then I'm just like, right, back on. Mm -hmm. And it depends on what's going on in my brain and what the activity is. But some days, <laughs> I can... depression is a funny thing. I'm going to state that. And the reason that I'm saying that is because when I have a really bad day, and this happened a few months ago, it's funny looking back at it. At the moment, like in the moment, I was like close to tears and I was ready to put myself through the wall. Eight hours later, looking back at it, I was pissing myself laughing about how ridiculous the situation was and how funny it was. And I was in the kitchen. I was having a bad day. I was like, I'm just going to get through my clients. I'm going to take it like moment by moment, get through this. Um, got through the first three calls that I had on that morning. And I was like, that was shit. But like, I know that I didn't deliver the quality that I wanted to deliver, but I got through it and I did it. So hooray for me. And it was all these like negative, sarcastic, smart ass, original Trav thoughts. And then I was like, this is not good. This is not going the way that I want. And everything I normally do to pull myself out of it wasn't working. And then I was like, I can't be bothered meal, like cooking the meal that I wanted. I can't be bothered having something healthy, but I can do something super easy. And that is, uh, oh my God, a grilled cheese sandwich. But I do them on the fry pan. Mm -hmm. Get it all normal. It's just making a sandwich. That's all I have to do is just make a sandwich, ham and cheese, put it in the fry pan. It starts and I'm like, sweet, I'm going to flip it, go to flip it. And then it lands like, boom, like slightly off to the side. I lost my shit. I got into a fight. I got into a full punch on with a sandwich, Laura. I oh, punched it <laughs> like in the fry oh, pan. No. Boom, fuck, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and just like threw the fry pan and everything across. And then as soon as it finished, I was like, okay, now I've got to fucking clean up and this and that. But then I just started cleaning up and then Beth got home. And like I told my clients, I was like, I'm not doing today. I have to move you to another day because today is just not that day. Message Beth and I was like, I'm having a shit day. Move my clients, this and that. Um, and then she got home and she goes, what's wrong? And then I was like, oh, and then I told her the exact same thing that you did. And she just started laughing, but trying to like doing that, like, like the <laughs> mouth is going up, but she's trying to keep it down when you're not allowed to laugh in school. She was doing that. And I was like, what? She goes, Trav, you got into a punch on with a sandwich. And then I was just like, I did. Yeah. I was like, I won though. <laughs> she's like, of course you did. It's a fucking ham and cheese sandwich, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd out. be worried if the sandwich won, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <mo. laughs> it's an American sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I. It's funny because I've noticed I, I don't – it's weird. I'm not getting irritated by little things anymore. That, Like, for instance, if Doug's, Doug doesn't, does, doesn't do the washing up after lunch – it used to really grind my gears because I was just like, 
why is he leaving it in the sink? So then I have to do the washing up for him for me to use the utensils. Like that's really annoying. And I would just like, I just started like these little things just started getting present. I saw, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> and it's just one of these things that accumulates through the day. And then you just end up being in a bit of a shit mood because of it. And now mm. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> I got something to do now. I can wash the dishes. It's cool. Like yeah. it's just being productive throughout the day. And I'll just yeah. ask him kindly. But what I've noticed is usually when your demeanor, your thoughts, your aura changes and you don't let things get to you so much, it does actually change the environment around you, the collective. So he is changing too at the same time. <laughs> you say that like I don't want to be too hopeful, but I saw sort of it. <laughs> like, who knows? Will it last? I don't know. But like, By it's not. Way, don't listen to this. <laughs> but I feel like it's with anything. Like you're you're more likely to do something um, just out of your own will rather than someone nagging you to do it. Right. So he's mm. yeah, like he's just doing it, and then I'm like, cool, that's awesome. Or like, I'm not bothered by that mess. That's okay. And then he'll like go tidy up the mess and whatever and then it's all good and so yeah it's mm. it's just strange how little things are just not bothering me as much and i it's definitely down to the meditation i even asked doug i said do you think i've changed in the last month and he was just like you just seem a lot happier and i was like yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. i feel it yeah so i don't feel like i get i mean i've i can't say i've ever punched a sandwich um nice. it's a truly I, life changing experience <laughs> i'd recommend it go to nepal <laughs> punch a sandwich in nepal <laughs> yeah no i've never done that before i don't i've never had an anger issue i i'm not very good at expressing anger in any way um but for me, it's just, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. Okay, I'll uh, I've got enough anger for both of us. That's fine. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I just get really, I get sad and anxious. That's my thing. Um, yep. But like in saying that, like now I just feel so much better. Like I don't punch sandwiches, but sometimes I get pissed off at little things and now I don't anymore. <laughs> I'm going to get like a fitness genie jersey and my name on the back is just going to be sandwich puncher <laughs> the world's worst comic book hero <laughs> or just like have the tagline for the fitness genie is punch a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> punch a sandwich <laughs> hey have you ever punched a sandwich why not start today <laughs> Are Join you the fitness genie. <laughs> like one of those bad infomercials where it's always like the the 50 year old woman in like gray scale and like tripping over a sandwich and like, Oh, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> Do one and then there's Trav punching a sandwich <laughs> and feeling way better. <laughs> Me like Patrick Swayze, like ghosting the person into punching a sandwich. And then it's like, wow, you could be this free. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted food freedom. Let's fucking fight it. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. I'm surprised you brought that him up <laughs> out of all the people. <laughs> What? what you think i'm not cultured that i don't know no, it's just it's like, i haven't thought about patrick swayze in a really long time like that was such That's a random you're feeling so negative now, <laughs> know, now you just gotta think about swayze crazy swayze I know. <laughs> are we thinking and about the same person ghost. we're thinking about the same person aren't we patrick swayze the guy from um ghost no what do you mean what do you mean i don't hey. know <laughs> I don't, I've, and, never, uh, I've never watched those. 
that famous uh, film. Sure. You need to think of that film real quick because we are live. <laughs> <laughs> the, the famous film with um, it's like an old film in Whoopi Goldberg. The... No, 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 no. Um, I'm going to get you to Google this so that we yeah. can sort this out for the people that are listening. <laughs> Stand by everybody while we figure out if Laura and I are thinking of the same Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah, we are thinking about him. He was in Dirty Dancing, that's it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we are thinking about the same person. Cool. <laughs> I had a bit of a panic then. I was like, hang on a second. Why is he referring to him? Um, yeah. <laughs> I say I say crazy Swayze because it's from How I Met Your Mother. It's a um, oh okay, but it's yeah, it's a scene. I could explain the whole thing, but people who have seen How I Met Your Mother are one hundred percent getting it right now, and people who are not have, would have no idea. <laughs> I like me, and I like why is he referring to Patrick Swayze? How random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but <Get> it. <laughs> I like how it's the um. I feel like we've gotten to the same like you and I both as individuals we've gotten to the same point using different tools because everything you're saying about the meditation of, I mean, obviously sandwich punching, but I know exactly where that comes from. Um, and when I'm doing the things that keep me relatively even keel, everything, well, there's no sandwiches were hurt in the making of this day. So that's good. But you've now used meditation in the way that you're describing it of like the little things just don't get to me. And now for me, over the past few years, obvious situation excluded, is that's relatively me like 95% of the time mm -hmm. is those little things are just not getting to me. And every so often, yeah, like as, as it happens with people to be like, that's annoying and then just move on. But I'd say like 90, 95% of the time, I feel like we've reached that same destination using different tools and I'm trying to think of what I've done to get to this point, but I don't feel like I've done anything extraordinary. Like, but I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. I probably won't have an answer, but go on. Uh, and I, I wrote, I wrote it in my newsletter um, the other day. <laughs> have you, have you ever? analyzed like not listen to your thoughts because we're really good at listening to your thought to our thoughts have you ever analyzed your own self-talk and your own thoughts to a degree i haven't really sat down with them to like go super 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 deep but i suppose that's what therapy is for but that has pointed out a lot as to where the where the thoughts and the feelings and everything are coming from mm-hmm I'm going to leave that as my answer. <laughs> yeah, because I, this is where like the meditations for me have helped me in terms of staying calmer in situations and stuff. Like for instance, I'm terrified of flying. I'm terrified of heights. I have pure OCD. So like, that's just one of my triggers. If you don't know what pure OCD is, I just recommend you Google it. <laughs> it's just like a long story. Maybe I'll talk about it one day. Um, but yeah, so I get triggered really badly when I'm in, uh, in high situations, for instance, in airplanes. And I notice myself being able to cope with the situation better up when I was flying to and from my holiday. Um, I've noticed other little things through analyzing my old thoughts and changing them 
and stopping myself from going into those thoughts. So it hasn't just been a case of, oh, I just cope with difficult situations better. It's, it's like, um, I feel like it, it's, it's, it's more than that. It's changing not only my psyche, and I'm hoping over time it's going to change my health as well. But yeah, like what I, I think what I'm trying to say is that I think there is a lot more to meditation that meets the eye. And I'm learning this and I'm only a month in, but in saying that I'm a month in from doing like two hours a day. So it's probably quite a lot. You're ahead of schedule. Yeah, I'm very, <laughs> you know, I'm like this. I'm like this with my content. I just like bunch it all together, do as much as yep. I can, just in case I decide. Here's 2023, that Travis. <laughs> Laura, we haven't even hired you yet. <laughs> I want to be ahead of the game. So yeah, (laughs) I either go all in or all out. No, I don't go all out. I go all in though. Um, So yeah, like I'm immersing myself in the meditations. I'm just, I wonder what I'll have to update in another month, in another Mm. two months, three months, four months. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like there's something, there's something powerful about it. And I appreciate that not everyone is ready to do it because I wasn't ready to do it until I, you know, something just clicked in my brain and then off I went. Um, But yeah, that's just, I, you know how people at the moment are talking a lot about hallucinogens and like different drugs, mushrooms and, you know, psilocybin Mm. and all these things that they can like, change your consciousness and change something in your brain to help you and heal you. I think I'm doing that in a way, but through meditations, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I need to report back on this. (laughs) Microdosing meditation. (laughs) Yeah. I've never, I've never touched hallucinogens because of my, the state of my mental health in the past is probably not a wise decision. Um, yep. <laughs> more predisposed to having like schizophrenia and all these things. So I'm like, yeah, yep. not my jam. <laughs> just yeah. in case. I'm like my brain's already as colorful as it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't need to add too much more color. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But it's good. The, um, like just a quick, a quick thing is that I've noticed people who play video games are very, eh very not stoic because I feel like it took a hell of a lot for me to be stoic of like nothing is good nothing is bad and to do that to some degree but I'm finding that a lot of particularly because at the moment I'm getting a fair few clients that are signing up that do play video games they're very very good at making decisions and they're very good at just being like okay cool Mm -hmm. and I think it's because with those video games, like 90% of men that I talk to grew up playing video games. They can zone out. That's their hobby. That's their thing. They can escape and do that whole thing of just like, hey, this is me in a video game. Because if you fail at a video game, you just get to go again. You just go, ah, oh, fuck, you learn something from it. You start again. And then when you finally get it, it's positive reinforcement to just be like, okay, well, I just have to keep doing this and this and this and this and this. And then I'm eventually going to get it. So we grew up with that being our reinforcement, particularly if there were not very present parents, that was our reinforcement of even if you fuck up, you can just go again 
And then eventually you're going to learn so much about this environment, you're going to get that positive feedback. Mm. And I was always known as the one who, growing up and very young, was like, I'm the king of video games because I can do this. And I was just like very good with a controller. And yeah, the people that are playing video games at the moment, they make decisions quicker and they're just like, oh, well, if it wasn't the right one, then I'll just make another decision and I'll just do this and that. And it's less oh my God, what decision am I going to make? And they're less in their head because it's just boom. That's really interesting. That's a very interesting analysis. I, uh, I've i never looked at... I th- I feel like video games, uh, something that I learned in my degree was that... I'd, I don't know how I remember this because I hardly remember anything from my psychology <laughs> degree, to be honest. But one thing I remember <laughs> is them talking about um, spatial awareness in video mm. gamers was so much better than people who didn't play video games. Like there's actually, That's I know. That's why Beth into shit. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I do too. I'm very clumsy. <laughs> and I'm we'll very special. I'll be like, okay, Lilo's over here. Levi's here. Beth's there. I need to like, like, I'm aware of everything around me. And Beth just goes, boom, smacks me in the face. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were there. <laughs> yeah see well that's a prime example like spatial awareness <laughs> play some video games <laughs> yeah exactly if you want to get good at decision making less anxiety spatial awareness i'm gonna say better driver <laughs> video games i've never had i don't play video games and i've been i've always been shocking at them but i've never had a, a i do have a license <laughs> i just have a car here but <laughs> I've never had an accident with someone else. I've only had accidents with curbs and walls. <laughs> and walls? <laughs> what the fuck do you mean, and walls? <laughs> yeah, just think like things, inanimate <laughs> objects being in the way when I've been parking. That's where I've gone wrong. So that's my spatial awareness <laughs> issue. But when it comes to normal driving when I'm on the road, I'm fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> a permanent thing. <laughs> There's a wall there. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Structure the thing that you're running into. I don't know. I don't know. Like <laughs> it's Because it doesn't have been... the chance to swerve out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i've never had a car accident i've only had bumps from from things that don't move <laughs> so i like to say that i'm a good driver i just uh i don't know can you call me a good driver for that i don't know <laughs> i suppose you're a good driver as long as everything else on the road has the capacity to move out of your way <laughs> oh my god that's what it is maybe that makes me a really bad driver <laughs> I think oh, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, no, maybe I'm a terrible driver. Oh Tanil, can you please clip this? <laughs> oh, no. Where are we? 46 just, minutes. I think you've just made, like, a massive realisation in my life because I was always just, like, so proud of the fact that I've never, like, bumped into a car. At least I don't think I have. Maybe I've repressed that memory, but I don't think I have. <laughs> cool. You, you, I'm not even going to test it. I'm just going to say, like, yeah, you haven't. Good work. Thanks. <laughs> I love how we, we accidentally just destroyed your belief of I'm a good driver. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, maybe that's like these past experiences that have like completely 
<laughs> like I don't know just warped my memory of how good of a driver I was and actually the truth is I'm terrible and there's just like you know that meme where like there's fire all around yeah. the the this cartoon and he's just like oh it's all good maybe that's <laughs> me in the car <laughs> I mean yeah I mean awesome you haven't crashed into any cars or anything that's good and bumpers no. are easily fixed and replaced so that's good yeah. that's fine and i'm gonna mm. full stop that sentence <laughs> <laughs> so well, like we've, we've come to the end of this now haven't yeah, we that was I'm, great. <laughs> I'm glad you are that you've started meditation <laughs> and then that you've, you're a more positive person yeah just don't meet me on the roads kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm absolutely a positive person when I'm walking and there's no walls around and all that stuff. <laughs> I'm still positive in the car, though. I have absolutely no road rage because I appreciate that everyone is, you know, we're all we're all learning. Like, we all make mistakes. And I probably can empathize very well with other people making fuck-ups on the road because I probably do it so often. <laughs> That's probably why I never get angry. I'm like... You don't want to judge people because you're like... I've been hmm. there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get judged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that took the turn that it did. No, <laughs> I, I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> yeah. We just reversed straight into a wall on that one. So, <laughs> is, um, oh, I've got to get my shit together. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add on for this episode? Yeah. Literally anything. No. <laughs> no. Cool. <laughs> all right, I'm all done. right. Well, thank you to our sponsor RACV Insurance for this episode, and um, <laughs> maybe some uh, life insurance as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, all righty. Well, I'm going to end on that note. <laughs> uh, thank you all. <laughs> sure, I've lost it. Thank you all for listening and joining in. Uh, if you want to be a part of the conversation. Go to the link in our Instagram, join the Discord, get involved with the podcast, feedback, questions, topics that you want to hear covered. I'm trying so hard not to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and if you want to look into uh, any particular driving courses or anything like that, feel free to. That's of your own free volition. Um, but otherwise, uh, maybe go maybe go inward. Maybe check those belief systems and thought patterns and figure out where is it coming from and... Um, yeah, do you have anything on that, Laura, to sign off with? Uh, look up Joe Dispenza. He's um, he's amazing. I'm reading his book. You are a you are the placebo, or you are a placebo, which is awesome. Talking about the placebo effect um, and becoming supernatural. Just like he, well, he's just one person who is currently changing my life for the better. So, yeah, check him out. Nice, I like it. And that is Joe Dispenza. D I S P E N Z A. Look at me go. So yeah, feel free to check him out. Um, otherwise, yeah, what are your thought patterns, belief systems and everything that could be potentially holding you back and or living a life of fear instead of positivity and pulling us towards a life that we want to go? We want to live. There we go. Wow, that was really good. Thank you. <laughs> I just rolled up the tongue. <laughs> hey, video games, I'll do that for you. Um, <laughs> but yes, if you want to get involved, let us know. Um, otherwise, we hope you got something from that uh, from this episode. Have an amazing week and we'll see you in the next one.